Wait, sorry. Oh my fuck. Okay, just once from the top. We're not famous yet. But if people knew who we were, we might get the attention we crave. Until then, we'll ride this wave. It's Kaylee and Tina. Two girls with hypochondria. It's Kaylee and Tina. Together, we'll tell you the best of the things you forgot or overlooked with our blunt observations. It's time to get underrated. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Tina. And guess what? We are underrated. Some content in this podcast may include sparkling dialogue, cosmic energy, and blunt observations from two of the most underrated girls on the scene, and that is me and my friend Kaylee. That's actually me and my friend Tina, and today we're on our best behavior because something is something's happening in the studio over Zoom. Guys, it's, we have a guest. We have a guest. Uh, Tina, do you want to introduce us? Yes. Underrated podcast community, please welcome Chris Olson to the pod. Chris, we're so excited to have you. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, to have, first of all, to have a guest of any kind is always a blessing and a dream. Um, but to have a guest that isn't either directly related to us or a friend, like, uh, you know, we've never met before. This is, this is, uh, we're, we're doing business here in a way. It's beautiful. And I mean, Listen, when Tina reached out to me, it was an obvious yes. Just so the audience knows, like, I will DM Tina maybe like once a week about just like, maybe a little less. I'm not that crazy, but like I DM, I've DM'd her more than once about how I think every one of her videos deserves to go viral. I will binge her videos. Um, and I just like, it was an obvious yes for me. And Kaylee, are you on TikTok? I haven't seen any of your videos yet. Uh, um, I am on TikTok, definitely underrated by that community, but there's no hate there. All love, all love. I only oh, support I my like, friends. I feel like I should not have even asked that question. Like, No, no that's the funniest that. thing I've ever heard in my life, to be honest with you. And I was hoping you would, because not to get into our, um, our segments already, but that was going to be my underrated feeling of the week is to be in I the mean, presence of two TikTok stars. Uh, stop. Like, listen, if I'm saying I think Tina is underrated, then you must be underrated. You know, we need that. We need this visibility here. Thank you um, so much. If, you. if I sometimes feel underrated by TikTok, I, I know <laughs> everyone does. I think everyone is, um, like everyone gets hurt by that algorithm. Yeah, the algorithm is what underrates us in a way. It will exactly. humble you. Yeah, that algorithm will humble um, you. And the commenters, oh, the commenters oh, well, are so the meanest. <laughs> I, I'm very lucky to have like kind of a, a a group of people that are are very supportive in my comments usually. Um, <laughs> um, but Tina. Um, so I know the first time I found you, I believe was early on in your account. You had maybe made five videos and it was about you crying about oh, that is early. the way was calling you. Like, cause you kind of, you had a few viral videos really quick, right? Yeah, I was, I was very blessed by that algorithm um, initially. That's what it does. It ropes <laughs> you in and then it's like, just kidding, babe. <laughs> You're not that good. <laughs> um, but I 
saw you early on. Do you remember what video that you saw with that got you to my account first? I feel like you and Ian just lived on my FYP. And like, I don't remember an initial video. I was just like, these guys are family to me. Like, I just, I just immediately felt like I was like in your lives in a very real way. And then when you actually commented on one of my videos, I was like, I freak you the fuck out. This, they are, they're family to me. Yet them knowing I exist is strange to me. Um, but I feel like the really good communication videos um, mm-hmm. of you guys like really having healthy communication as a couple were the ones that like popped up initially for me. Right, right. That was like what we initially kind of took off for was just Ian's lovely rants on <laughs> that were just like beautifully put together. And like, I mean, granted, there's there was like editing that went into that. Our videos, usually when we filmed them, it was about like five minutes long of him speaking. And I would have to cut that down to one minute. So he did take pauses and still does take pauses to think. I just cut those out. So it seems like he's like firing off all these funny things. But I remember the video that I commented on was maybe your with the, the your most viral video, but um, the Instagram shop feature, Split Ranch Home in Wisconsin. Um, yes. <laughs> we all know it, we all love it. <laughs> um, Kaylee, do you have a video that is like your pride and joy? Not in the slightest. Um, when I first started TikTok, um, it, I had seen Tina's TikToks and I was like, this girl, she's dominating this platform. I'm so happy people are seeing the comedy that is. It's Tina Colada. Um, and I happened to be having a social distance yard hang with Tina over the summer and uh, she was talking about TikTok and I was like, I just haven't really gotten into it. And at the time I was re-watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, as one does. As one does. And those girls, they're home, they're family to me, they're cousins. Um, and there's something so exciting about the dialogue that they have. And then I learned that um, they do have their own TikTok account. And so I started kind of just taking those audio clips and um, doing my own little renditions with those. They didn't blow up. It's a very niche audience, but I have fun doing it. And that's really what matters. <laughs> that literally is all that matters. And I love that you have like, you have your niche on lock. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you have know? to. <laughs> you have to. And honestly, I read like an employee at TikTok tweeted this, that like virality is cool, but authenticity builds a career. And while maybe you're not making a career out of Real Housewives lip syncs, you're being authentic. And I think that is what's more important than like having these viral videos back to back, you know? Oh my gosh. I feel like you're coming here and just lifting me up. You're giving me the advice that I need (laughs) And I'm absolutely living for it. Thank you very much. Just like, yeah, like, what is it? Bask in your authenticity. I I absolutely will. You have to. That's what actually we're here to to preach and promote. And I guess this, you guys already know that why I'm underrated this week. It's by TikTok. It's about the algorithm. But obviously you guys, um, and there's no hate here, all love, don't have that same problem. (laughs) Um, So uh, I guess I'll start with Tina, just to give maybe Chris a second to think about it. Um, Tina, why are you feeling underrated this week? Thanks for asking, Kaylee. Of course. I am in a stage makeup course this semester. (laughs) And 
we had to use makeup to make ourselves look like a celebrity. And specifically Ben Nye. Specifically Ben Nye makeup kit. We know oh, it. We love it. Oh, I have acne. Do we love it. <laughs> no, we don't. I have acne every day of my life. Um, she dries us out like no other. She dries us no out like other. no other. And um, we had to pick a celebrity that looked like loosely like us, but not a ton. So I was gonna choose Kenzie Ziegler, my queen dance moms. Kenzie, if you're listening, we love you, girly. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't figure out which facial features we differ in and how to make them different. Like she has bigger lips than me, but I was like, I'm not really advanced with makeup. I, I'm not ready to take that on. So I chose Victoria Justice because I was like, duh, she has the strongest, highest cheekbones. Like I'll just really do that. And um, to look at my face side by side, Victoria Justice's for an hour was not something I would ever do again. It's not something I would wish on my worst enemy. That was a bad choice by me. Um, She had a cute smoldering under eyeliner look. I looked like a raccoon straight from the dumpster baby. So yeah, that's why I'm underrated. I'm underrated by myself for choosing to look at a picture of myself and Victoria Justice alongside each other for an hour. Um, Wow. Yeah, I can't imagine someone who wouldn't feel that way looking at a picture of Victoria Justice for an hour side by side. No, maybe Mila Kunis is like, I think I could take that. And it's like, (laughs) congrats to you, but like, you're not who we're talking about right now. Yeah, 100%. I feel like anyone who has a Getty photo, if you know what I mean, like (laughs) from an event, you don't want to place them side by side with you, you know, because they... Also, we have to remember, they were sitting in the makeup chair for an Absolutely. hour, the hair chair for an hour, you know? Like, Tina, give yourself two hours in hair and makeup and you can sit right next to Victoria Justice, okay? Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's my dream is to, because exactly. you're right, she had a professional makeup artist and here I am, a humble beginner, trying my literal best. So you know what? With I'm Ben Nye. With Ben Nye. Thank you for bringing that up again. We can't just gloss over that fact. Not negate Ben Nye. <laughs> my Ben Nye hit. Thanks, guys. Thank you for uplifting me. This is already a beautiful totally. hour. Um, <laughs> Chris, why are you underrated this week? Well, one thing I actually just want to go back to that you were saying when you brought of up course. Kenzie. Um, <sighs> I, she actually, we follow each other. We're friends on TikTok. Shut up. Shut up. I'm obsessed. And so like, but I'm also like, she's, she's fully famous. Like I will post random like friends only posts and she like comments on them and it's like, well, I love you. And I'm like, I'm like, thank you. But oh my God, like I'm not worthy. Like you are too good to be seeing this post right now. You know, (laughs) like absolutely. um, But oddly enough, and Kaylee, I know you previously stated that um, we don't have that problem with TikTok, and at the scale that at the scale that I'm at, it's true. From from most of like from any outside perspective, I am not underrated by TikTok. Okay, he's but, rubbing it in. He's just taking it, <laughs> rubbing just, it in. <laughs> uh, but I just want to say, like, um, as what I have experienced as a follower count grows is your expectation for how every video does also grows. So I've noticed that 
now now I've gotten to a point where like my expectations per video are so high and if I'm not knocking it out of the park I'm like oh my god no one likes me anymore no one wants to watch our videos like it's it's and I know this is a fleeting thought I don't give much energy to it but for example like on Monday we made a video where I scare him and I was like what are you doing when he's just like doing something like making breakfast mm -hmm. um and I edited it I was like this is kind of a good video like I'm loving it people are gonna like it and when I posted it I think like it it just didn't it it kind of fizzled out real fast um and I oh I I have to like take myself off my phone and remind myself like okay my worth is not in my phone like just watch a TV show. You like no one's. You're you're in your own head. You have other things going on. But I think like I have to say like as TikTok becomes more prominent in one's life, you just start getting more stressed out by it. So like there were times when when we had like a hundred k followers or something like that. I don't think I cared as much if videos did well as I do now when I'm like, oh, now there's pressure, it's my job, I gotta push through. So I don't think I'm underrated by TikTok, but I think there are times that I will make myself feel underrated by TikTok. Um, and that, I think that's my, that's my underrated for the week, I suppose, you know, <laughs> if that makes sense to everyone. I really it does. Wanna, I want to stress that I am not saying I'm not, I'm not asking for pity in any way over like what views I'm at. I know I am doing fine, but I'm just telling you from a different perspective, you still have the same issues as, as you thought you would grow out of at some point. That was beautifully said. That's Great. absolutely true. Because when I posted my first video, I remember distinctly, I texted my friend and I was like, oh my God, I'm at 300 likes. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> and like, now, now I'm like, okay, 300 likes, I'm flop city. I like, know. what the it's, hell? It's kind of ridiculous. When I, when I zoom out, I'm like, humble yourself, Christopher. Like, I remember my first video, I think when I, it, it climbed up to like 3000 views. And I was like, 3000 people just watched my video. Like I was <laughs> like, I, that's, that's great. That's amazing. And uh, it is. And, and, and that is like truly my, what I say all the time about that is if you imagine saying something and then 3000 people coming to listen to you, like imagine if 3000 people just like flooded in my room right now, we're like, what? <laughs> we like that like that would be overwhelming and, and they wouldn't fit in my room you know so but now that as like Tina you've had some a little bit of success on the app and such it just it you th the 300 likes is like that's it like because TikTok has given you the taste of of uh, you know a, a few million likes at this point it's so right. it's like and, and that first time that one video absolutely blows up, I've actually read somewhere or watched a video somewhere that it's similar to like a drug response in a way, like you get a little bit high off of it. And so that, and TikTok does such a good, I, I always talk about how fun 
can I, can I curse? Oh, absolutely. Please encourage. (laughs) I always talk about how fucking smart the app is because people will get viral here and there. And then you just have your users churning out content, trying to be viral. So they, they literally don't have to tell you to come to the app because they have made you want, want it so bad that like, they have millions of users making millions of videos per day and that for you page just keeps on rolling it's it's really quite an an anomaly and amazing to watch it is and i was saying to my friend i was like tiktok in terms of how they cater your for you page i was like tiktok is one of the only apps i leave feeling like good like they show me all the stuff i like they show me um how old was she when she sang it 10 year old Gia singing Melania first you were one now you, I'm like how do they know that like I watched this one with my mom when I was eight and I love this show like they mm-hmm. know what you want to see and what's gonna make you laugh and feel good but the downside is like if you're not feeling good and you're liking like I've had to cleanse my for you page a few times of like diet and exercise videos because you mm. like something because you're like oh a cool recipe to remember later and then all of a sudden it's like what I eat in a day, how to yeah. like do this with your body. And you just don't, don't want to be there. But yeah, TikTok is wild. I have started utilizing my not interested button much more frequently than I ever did because I'm like, okay, let me like, let them know what I don't want to see, you know? Absolutely. I have this really horrible habit on my TikTok where I feel like I guess when I'm going through my For You page and I see that a video doesn't have a lot of likes, I'm like, sister, I've been there. I get what you're going through. And I could not even like the content of the video or, or what's happening. You're not really understand it. And I'll say, this one's for you. And I give them a like. And then my FYP is giving me all these like random ass videos that I didn't, I didn't ask for, but in a way I did just by you supporting did. a friend and like, that's hard. a friend, a stranger. It's hard um, to know that I'm doing that to myself, but I still continue to do it. It's like this weird right. guilt thing I feel where I'm like, okay, yeah, no, you deserve this. Go ahead. You're a giver. You're a giver. I, you give. Thank you, right. guys. That's Thank very guys interesting. So I actually, my reaction when I see a video that doesn't have a lot of likes on it is like, oh, my For You page is just like trying to show me something new. And I actually tend to like scroll past it quite quickly because I don't think it's, I think it like might not be legit or something like that. Like I think, because sometimes when the videos with like four likes show up, it's, I have watched them the full way through and it's just like, (laughs) it's not not what I want to watch. I've never been one to like catch a viral, viral video before it's like blown up a little bit. So. Oh my God. Though. I did the other day. I, I was actually just going to say, one, I did catch kind of early, not before it was super viral, was Gorilla Glue hair. <gasps> oh, you were you were in the ground floor of Gorilla Glue <laughs> hair. I was in the, before it was a national story, it showed up in my For You page and I was like, oh, oh man. Oh, my God. Queen. How many views when you saw it? <sighs> I want to say it was, it was before it was in the millions. Like it was definitely like, uh, it definitely had, it was blow, it was in the process of blowing up. I think maybe like 90,000 likes. So that's like, 
it's it's a lot but it's also not a lot compared to now the fact that like the world knows about this <laughs> this woman and gorilla glue had to official had to um release an official statement on like uh we're very sorry to hear what's happening but we also stress not to use it on your body um, <laughs> I, I actually don't know the full story. I saw the videos of her trying to get it out, but I never got the story of why did she put the Gorilla Glue in her hair in the first place? Was it a mistake? She ran out of hairspray. No, um, no. And figured, I think she actually, she either thought it was this hair product, Gorilla Snot, which oh. is a hair product, or she thought like, this is will be the next best thing. I really don't mean to like, it's, I, I laugh at the ridiculousness of the situation. Um, I, I know she is, she is going through it right yes, now. And I is. truly wish her the best, the best. She was trying to be an inventor, a modern inventor, even one of the greats. Right. Um, a and trailblazer. We can do, exactly. We can do nothing but commend her for that. Um, right. Exactly. I could so, see, I could see myself doing it. I'll say it. I can mm-hmm. see it. 100%. I see you doing that as well, Tina. <laughs> um, but you were going to say you caught a video before it was viral as well. The other day, I I caught a video and it was at like maybe a thousand likes. And it was clearly like from someone's Snapchat that they put on TikTok. And it was a girl in like a corset, like lingerie corset, black booty shorts. She has a bottle of vodka in her hand. This is pre-COVID. Uh, the world's a better place. And... And um, it's like when you're when you bump into your professor and it's just this like 18 year old girl in this whole outfit and she just like sees this like sweet, sweet looking like maybe 56 year old woman in like a scarf and she's like, hey guys. And it was like this group of 18 year olds partying had bumped into their professor at the subway and they're all like clearly having a night out. But their professor is so sweet. She's so happy to see them. Oh, fully saw that in on my for you page last night during the the midnight scroll. The midnight scroll. Wow. That that's we, a that's a dreamy way to say that. I love that. Yeah. We all know the midnight scroll. <laughs> Write that do. down. Write we that down. Do. I love getting like three texts from my sister at 1 a.m. and I'm like, oh my God. And it, it's just <laughs> three separate TikToks. And I'm like, oh she's, she's on the midnight scroll. Yeah. Huge shout out to Mary. Should we talk about why we're being hypochondriacs? I would love to. I really this need week. to get it off my chest this week. Start it off, girly. Okay. Listeners of the podcast know that my biggest fear is to have pink eye. Right? Mm-hmm. So anything I related, I go to a place of paranoia very, very quickly. And this week, my eyelids were very dry and very flaky. And it looked like it might become something more. It didn't, but they were dry. They were flaky. I looked up what could be causing this. I think the culprit is the combination of the aforementioned Ben Nye kit Mm -hmm. and also um, using charcoal eye makeup wipes on my eyelids, which every every single person who knows anything about skin is like, don't put those on your face. And I'm like, la da da, I don't care. Um, I use them every night. Oh no. Uh they're Are supposed we to be really to? harsh. No. Harsh on your skin. That's what they say. That's what they say. Skincare by Hiram would not would drag speak to you. <laughs> he, would be very, he would have piss off disease if he heard what I did. 
to my eyes. You have words, yes. <laughs> words from me. Um, yeah. So I was very much a hypochondriac about it. It is does seem to be mostly resolved, but it was very upsetting because it to me, I was like, this is a situation that's a little too close to pink eye for me. I'm freaking out. 100%. Um, Kaylee, yeah. what are you being a hypochondriac about? I'm going to piggyback right off of that because I, you said eye problem and I said, me too, girly. We are one of the same. Um, my eyes were feeling super dry this week, super dry, super heavy. So yesterday I decided to, as one does, take my iPhone um, flashlight and actually shine it directly in my eye as I look in the mirror um, with the other eye just to see what's going on because I said Perfect. something's not right in here. Something's not right. Um, and I go in and the ball looks fine, normal, white, beautiful as can be. And then what I see is that, this, you see this bottom layer right here, the under eyelid, the inner under yes. eyelid. I notice that it's a little white. <laughs> and I say to myself, uh, is that normally white or is that pink? I, I can't remember the last time I looked in here. So of course I go to my trusty friend WebMD and I say to her, what's going on? What color should my inner eye be? And she says, a pinkish white. I see I'm in the clear. I go to my other eye just to check that one out. It's just white, no pink. It's just white, no pink. So I've just read what it's supposed to be and I know that that's not it. I'm stressing out all day. I can't believe it. I'm, I'm putting a heating pad over my eye. Um, no. And I'm icing it on top of it all. Um, then I forget about it as I typically do in these fits of um, hypochondria um, and haven't thought about it until the podcast today. Looking forward to checking on it after and giving you guys updates. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be ideal to get an update, Kaylee. I'm nervous for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'll really text you loving um, that you heated it up and also iced it. Uh, it's, I guess, good to try everything. But you never I know really... which one it is. Is it heat or ice that works? And I feel like no, icy I hot, it's both. That's a little bit of both. So I said, I can't put that directly in my under eyelid. So I will just do both at separate times. And please don't put that in your under eyelid. <laughs> no. no, that's um, definitely a gorilla glue moment right there. And I will not is. be doing that. Um, Chris, are you being a hypochondriac about anything? Um. I am actually, I, so I'm not a hypochondriac. Oh my God. I'll, tell you, I'll actually tell you an, a perfect example of that this morning. Um, so I get really, I, I'm really into like supplements and like, if I see like, uh, like, you know, like, uh, God, how do I say, like vegetable pills that are like vitamin C or something mm -hmm. like that, or like zinc or like some root that will change my life. I will <laughs> just buy it Absolutely. Um, and add it to my morning. Like I have like a handful of pills that I just take in the morning that are all just like vitamins, basically. It's like I'm an old woman. <laughs> so I have a whole, I have like a lot in that concoction at this point and I take them all at once. Um, one, one big old swallow. And as I, <laughs> wow. yeah, all at once. Like it, Ian is like, why are you doing that? And I'm just like, it, it just feels better. With um, water? I have to know. I'm sorry. With iced coffee. Oh, okay. Like, oh. As long as it's yeah. liquid. <laughs> like the good gay that I am. So <laughs> I take them all at once. And then I sat down to class. And then my um, like sternum started like burning. Um, oh. And it was just like really tight. 
And it was like, really, it was like, something was not reacting well. And me not being a hypochondriac was just like, it'll pass. Um, and I was like, I was like, I guess I could like, I, I like, there's a possibility that I like have a heart attack right now, but I'm in class right now. It'll pass. And I just like, I, I didn't look anything up. I didn't, <gasps> I, I didn't, I, I just kept listening in class. Like I, I feel like I maybe should be a little more of a hypochondriac and a little more worried because like part of my body was literally having a reaction that's saying like, no. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I see that. The, so the audience is having a little bit We're, of reaction to that. Yeah. You guys, everyone who can't see this, I mean, you guys know this is an audio experience and Tina's and my mouths were agape the whole time. We can't yeah. believe that people live like this. Um, we're <laughs> jealous. We're envious. I, I had chills during that story when out of fear said, and out of jealousy. When he said, I didn't look anything up. That was when I said, wow, the time I'd saved the efficiency I would gain I think I've been on WebMD twice in my life (gasps) (laughs) I I wish that was me god I wish that was me I would oh my god it would I I would be such a more productive member of society I would alleviate so many of my poor mom's text messages she wouldn't (laughs) have to read read things for although I was so proud of myself this week I said I'm not gonna I'm not gonna text any anyone about my flaky eyelids I I I sent my my boyfriend maybe 20 pictures uh but I didn't text my mom about it um so that was huge for me yeah that is 100% huge I thank you for sharing that with us because I think honestly I grew from listening to that right I growing. you know I just always assume like I'm still alive now. Like I I must Mm -hmm. be after all the other things I like, I must be, uh, I'm trucking along. I'm fine. And Tina, just to ease your comfort, I I am a pink eye survivor. Um, I have, I've been through, oh, oh, okay. So that's why there's some fear there. Right. I've been burned before. So I I see. I, yeah, I, I totally would not want to get it again, but listen, hold solace in the fact that you survived once if it happens again you got this you got this girly you guys keep kind of like starting these little like private clubs on the podcast like (laughs) this like tiktok thing and now like this pink eye thing and it's like i don't know uh let me know when you guys want to have something i've had (laughs) just you you have had pink eye oh as i barely remember it (laughs) doesn't even count i was like Wait, yeah, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but I didn't know that pink eye, also known as like poopy eye, is like a gross thing to have. I didn't know why it was embarrassing when I was younger. I had it, I literally, when I was five, I think, I had no, I had no idea. And and as my friends in college, I do, I'm not going to out them on this podcast. It's not what this podcast is about, but a couple of them did have pink eye. And they were like, this is so embarrassing. And I always was like, no, it's not. You're sick. You're fine. And now I look back and I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, it, you know what? Something was actually up there. We There yes. is a little embarrassing. Oh, I, I did get it in college. So. Perfect. Oh my God. Look at me dragging you. Literally <laughs> nothing but respect. <laughs> nothing but respect for you. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's a mess, you know, like <laughs> you don't. 
when you I, I i don't know what this i can't trace is that bad to say that like i can't trace the source <laughs> no you can't i don't know if that's worse than like knowing exactly where i got it from <laughs> but i don't know I, I woke up one morning, I was working as a barista at Starbucks, and I sent a picture to my manager and I said, hey, babe, I'm not coming in today. Um, and that's that. And she's like, stay home, stay home. Yeah. We're back, everyone. You would have never known we left. But of course, Tina and I refuse to upgrade our Zoom because that's the professionals that we are. Um, and, but we're back and better than ever new Zoom meeting. And now we're ready to dive into our spicy little topic. Spicy little topic. As you guys know, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And um, randomly, the three of us happen to be dating nice boys. And that is the topic of this week's episode. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'll just start off by saying I am uh, in a, a three and a half year long relationship currently. My boyfriend, Howard. Um, Tina, would you like to tell us a little bit about your situation? Yes, my situation. Um, <laughs> I am in a two and a half year long relationship with my boyfriend, Will. Beautiful. Chris? Wow. You both are in relationships so much longer than mine. And randomly, I'm the one that people know to have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Um, but I am in, a, for anyone who doesn't know, I am in a year and a half long relationship with this guy named Ian. Um, Beautiful. Oh my God. This is, this is great. Wait, we're all like two and a half, three and a half, one and a half. What, what, is, what are our anniversary dates? Can we just start off by going around the room? Yes. Um, mine is um, on the 24th. Okay. September 28th. Okay. I'm August 2nd. So oh wow, October, crazy, August, August September, September October. Wait, this is three generations, three <laughs> generations. The fall is just like our time or summer mm -hmm. too, I guess. Absolutely. Like, as, as summer moves into fall, we it's just that we cost, just, yeah. We fall in love, you mm -hmm. know? We do, we do, we love to. We love to fall. Um, <laughs> I, so wait. Before I just go off on my tangent, is there anything that needed to be said? No. <laughs> I'm just, like, grab it by the balls. Um, so I know this segment is dating nice boys, mm -hmm. but and I don't know what your your experiences are, but my experience with men has not always been dating nice boys, and it has been a ride to get to this this side of the coin we are so grateful we are so thankful to be here but it is not a one-stop shop um at least not for me I don't know if anyone else has that experience um no. I mean for me I want to say I just want to throw this disclaimer out there because I Tina and I have this little thought that maybe randomly sometimes our ex-boyfriends will listen to the podcast and if they do we wish you well nothing but respect from over here um this is all fun laughs right here if you are listening that's on you <laughs> um but for me I don't think I ever had a um any any bad boys or not nice boys per se I per se I think uh, for me they were a little um aloof I think that's a good word um okay. maybe we just we uh our vibes you know what I mean there's there's an energy that comes with finding that right person and my energy didn't mix with other people does that make sense but it, there was see. never yeah I, I don't know if I had a, a bad boy experience per se 
right even like even like one off like you uh, they were in your life for like a week or something like that and you just you you jumped out quick you know I'm like I'm a when I date I like I'll, I'll date you for you date. three years okay. minimum like yeah yeah okay so congrats to Howard on surpassing uh, 100 yeah so you're Absolutely. a little less messy than I <laughs> but um <laughs> Tina how about you so in high school, I, again, if any of my ex-boyfriends listen, I truly <laughs> wish you the best. I know we were in high school. I'm sure you've learned and grown since then, but, um, I definitely did have a habit of, of dating boys who were like, not the nicest to me. And I was very of the camp of, I was like, I make them different. Um, like, sorry, but Ooh. you don't know, you don't know what they're really like. And uh, to, to my 16, 17 year old self, I would say what they're like is what everyone sees. Um, you're, <laughs> yeah. not, you, you're, you're not seeing an alternate reality. It just, everyone sees Oof. it this way. Um, oh. And I would say the when I really truly turned a corner, it was the summer before I came to college. And I was like half dating this kid, half not. He didn't really like me. Um, it was like, whatever. And we had plans to hang out and he had flaked on me so many times that summer, but we had plans to hang out and I canceled plans with my two really fun friends. Like I didn't cancel, but I was like, Oh no, I can't hang out. Like I'm hanging out with this, this boy. And then he just like flaked. And I went on Venmo unrelated. I went on Venmo and I saw him uh, Venmo, his friend with the description of like the weed leaf and Chinese food. And I was like, oh my God, um, I, I was worried about canceling plans with my friends and he just truly canceled on me just to smoke weed and eat Chinese food. And I said, Tina, you, you deserve better for yourself. It's, it's, time, to, it's time to grow up. And, he, and I, I ghosted, ghosted him and he was like, are you really that mad about, at me about that day? And I was like, no, it's not that I'm mad about you that day. I'm just I just deserve better for myself. I'm just trying to grow up. Like it's not personal. I'm just trying to grow up. So that happened right before I went to college. And I'm glad because that's a really good revelation to have right before college. That's no. Oh, I was going to respond and say something. Oh, I, you said, because that's what you actually said. And I can say this because I am not this person's ex. Um, but I, this doesn't sound like someone I just, for the group, I want to say this doesn't sound like someone who's going to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this, this guy though. And it's all, it's all love with this guy. He's a, he's a good friend, but, uh, th that situation was not, um, ideal romantically. Um, right. but he, he will check in and be like, how many followers do you have on TikTok? Like, that's crazy. So I get nervous. I get nervous, but yeah, no, like, I don't think if he listens to the podcast ever, he's not going to listen 50 minutes in 100%. Right. Yeah. This, and, and that's actually like, I, that TikTok and, and the way you, your videos have taken off and, and like, some of the things for me as well, I'm having like old people in my life come back and be like, oh my God, like and, and ex-boyfriends and such like that. And I'm like, where were you earlier? Um, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm very happy where I'm at now, obviously. Um, oh God, I, I'm, I have lost my train of thought. Uh, I blanched okay. once again. I blanched. I blanched. I blanched. Wow. 
Um, oh, Venmo and you finding out over Venmo. Yes. That seems to be like, that's, that's a place people underestimate. Um, mm-hmm. I have recently started, I'm not doing much shady behavior, but I've recently started only sending um, private payments because I'm like, people creep on Venmo. Like, they do. That's, that's a way to like find things out. There was actually a big like scandal in the gay community a while ago because on New Year's, a lot of um, gay men traveled to Mexico to have a big party, um, which obviously we are in a, um, a pina colada, you know, like we are, <laughs> we're in a, in a pandemic. And um, so there was like an account that came up called Gays Over COVID um that was exposing the the gay people that traveled there and it was run obviously by like another gay man but the identity has still not been found there was actually a ransom out to find the identity um and one of the biggest ways that they exposed people on their account was through venmo because some guy venmoed someone for their mexico house he didn't post anything but there was one venmo that said mexico house and he had to go private. He had to turn off comments because people started coming for him. And oh. I just, it's like, that's a, it's so interesting how like you literally found out this big information through an app that is not meant to be a social app, but people no. are finding out the tea um, on Venmo and it's wild. It's just crazy. It is wild. I, I don't think I told him like, I saw your Venmo because there there was just truly in the moment, I was like, there's no way to say this without without sounding truly crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, no, I'm, I'm done. But I think right. it's so funny that I found that out through Venmo. I Oh yeah. Cause it is where the true sleuthing happens. That's how I find out people are back together. I think <laughs> when I was like, mm, ex, ex-girlfriends, uh, don't really Venmo people for ice cream. That's oh, that's not okay. really that's not really something exes do together. Um, unless you oh. guys are really good friends, which congrats. But <laughs> yeah, I, I love would love to have a close relationship with one of my exes, but unfortunately, most of them do not like me. Um, I have one that's like I, I we're we're like cordial, um, but I was actually, I, I was talking to my therapist about it this week that like one of my first relationships was really, really negative. And there were a lot of like, he talked very passionately about things, especially when he was angry at me. Mm-hmm. And that, not to take a much serious, a, a serious turn, but like that plays into my relationship today Um, in that when Ian will start talking, when Ian starts talking passionately about something, I suddenly feel like he's mad at me or like aggressive aggression is coming through. And I think it's just like, we forget a lot how formative those early relationships can be in our later relationships. Because when you're 15 and like, think you're in love with some guy, the way they treat you is how you think love should be. Um, and then later in life, when you realize that behavior was actually kind of abusive, um, you are like, but, but the, the internally you're like, but it, I, I feel like sometimes that's how I should be loved. And I think 
that's just something like we underestimate a lot and a message that I try to get out a lot that like you always will need to renew your sense of what you deserve and how much you deserve and forgive yourself for how you originally thought things should be because I think something maybe about being theater kids we just fall in love hard and we want to feel every feeling at once and we want it to be dramatic and like you want to sob and like that's just sometimes that's not what love should be it's okay mm -hmm. if it's not the most thrilling wild experience of your life when you're 15 um, I promise you will have a better relationship later on um that was so beautiful. That was so beautiful. And that it's so funny that you bring that up because I feel like lately I've been talking with a lot of like my longtime friends and they've been like literally in therapy. I had to talk about this formative relationship. And like, I don't know, when you're 14 and 15, you're not thinking that your relationships are going to affect your vision of how you should be treated, how romantic relationships should work, but they do. And um, I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel like if there are 14 or 15 year olds listening, you know, don't settle. Don't take anyone talking to you in a way that don't. you don't like, you know, you know, in your gut when something is wrong. Right. Which is why it was probably like so important for you to have that turnaround and be like, I think I deserve better, you know, like, yeah, that doesn't happen frequently. And that's like, I definitely didn't say that in my relationship when I should have. Right. Yeah, I feel like to be 18. Sorry, I just literally no, no. to be 18 and to say that I'm like, who is this woman standing before me that that's really amazing. That's really amazing. I, I like this, this wasn't even a, a relationship, this dynamic, mm -hmm. but like I had the previous year gone through a breakup that was like a breakup breakup. And that whole year I was just like, my senior year, I was just very interested in like analyzing relationships and like why I acted like I acted and like comparing and contrasting things I saw in like my own relationships and friend relationships. Like I was just really like, we need to, we need to figure this out because a lot of my friends in high school had very turbulent, rough breakups. Like, and I was just like, if we could just like figure out why this is happening to us, and then maybe we won't cry so much. Um, yeah. So I think that was the culmination of the summer before I came to college. I was finally like, wait, this is the squeaky wheel. I need to stop dating people who don't give a shit about me. Mm -hmm. Seems simple. Not always. I think with my uh, high school into college boyfriend I dated him for like three years. And with him, what I meant before when I'm like, oh, he was never like mean or like a he wasn't a bad guy by any means but everything with him was very um what is a what's a great way to put this um I'll come up with a better word later not that I even came up with one yet but it was um all very just average I guess like everything that was happening it was uh, it, it wasn't these like grand gestures and that's not that relationships have to constantly be grand gestures but it was very much like we'd go out for an anniversary and he was like Habsies, or he'd be like uh do I have my wallet and I'd be like I don't know it was just like things like that or like he'd be late to stuff like family parties or to pick me up or whatever like stuff like that it was just like little things and eventually I just like got used to them and it was kind of just like okay well 
whatever, this is how relationships are, things like that happen. And then I met my um, boyfriend Howard in college and he was like my best friend first. And even when he was just my friend, like we would be out with a bunch of friends and sometimes he'd be like, hey, like this is on me tonight. Like I, I want to treat you or, or something like that. Oh. And I would be like, what is going on? Or he'd like, we'd be going back from rehearsal or whatever. And he lived in a different dorm than me, but he'd be like, I'm going to walk you to your dorm to make sure you get there safe. Like things like that. Oh. And I was like, it kind of made me take a step back and be like, wait a second. So these little things that are just like what I think is normal, it really isn't. There are guys that are willing to like go that extra mile and do that thing. And that has become my new normal. And that's so crazy to me. Sometimes I have to like kind of pinch myself and be like, I'm so thankful, you know? Yeah. I think it's just so hard when you're growing up, you don't know what you deserve better or you don't even know what you deserve yeah. like I you you think a lot of the time like oh that's just someone else's relationship and like that's not what my experience is going to be and like I think we just you you can settle without even knowing you're settling you just think oh this is me this is what I deserve and it, it really always has to do with your own view of yourself and that's why that that saying of like you can't love someone else until you love yourself is so true because if you're not loving yourself, you're not going to know what you deserve.